Hey everybody, welcome to the first Ravens Outdoor Podcast. Today I've got with me Jamie Wallace. Jamie's a content creator, vlogger, better known by his YouTube creator handle, Street Pigeon MTV. Spends most of his time creating relatable content for mountain bikers. Basically evolved as a rider and a personality before her eyes. Uh, I talked to Jamie about his YouTube journey, about being a kind of celebrity in the mountain bike world, about what the outdoors mean to him from a recreational viewpoint and where it all fits into his sort of well-being. We'll talk about secret trails, some of the backlash he's experienced to his work, uh, the pressure to constantly create, as well as other subjects. I even dare to ask him the question that everybody wants answered. Why Street Pigeon? So this wouldn't be a first podcast if we didn't have a couple of teething issues. Basically the first three minutes of the audio is missing. But it's an intro that Jamie gives for himself and a question that I ask him. We pick up his answer when I ask him, how did you get started in YouTube? And his answer was, well, I just had this weird hobby. So without further preamble, I give you Jamie Wallace. So if that was 2018, would, would that have been a weird hobby then? Because it's not a weird hobby now, right? Well, it was it was weird insofar as um, I guess my friends were looking at it. I was this sort of this very sort of strange person who was wandering around with a camera, making lots of noise on trails, putting these videos up that got five or six views. It was it was it was a bit of a strange thing. Were your mates the five or six? Were you reaching anybody? No, I think it was me. I think the five or six views were me <laughs> watching they do them. Count, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> watching them on repeat, trying to get the views up. Um, so yeah, I suppose initially um, it, it was it was just quite strange, and I think it it got more normal as it became as I sort of found my groove, and it actually became something that was, you know, getting noticed and watched by people. Then it felt it was a bit more validated, if you like. Well, twenty eighteen is not yesterday. What's that? That's four four solid years. Mm. Anyway, so what what? So when you say it started getting watched by people. Did you recognise what the catalyst was for that? Did, did If you've got somebody, you know, if it's just your pals and it's just you, was there something that kind of triggered that? Was there, a, was there a first video or a first thing that you noticed and went, that's it? No, so I mean, I think the, the reason I started making videos was, was because it was something I was watching on YouTube anyway. So I kind of got back into mountain biking in 2015, I think. Uh, and... Um, Part of that, I mean, I get quite obsessive about things um, when I get into them. You'll know this, Alan, because you know me and, and we're both obsessed <laughs> with CrossFit at the moment. But um, yeah, you know, I, I just kind of like dived deep into it. And, and one of the things that I was really enjoying whilst I was kind of learning to ride a bike again and go to places was I was watching videos of places. And, you know, I, there was two main people that I remember. So Ben Cathro was making amazing vids yeah. at that time. He had really had his channel. And although he's super relatable as a person, mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to his riding because he rides about three times the speed of me. <laughs> yeah. The other person at the time was Andrew McAvoy, McTrail Rider. Yeah. And uh, I could relate to his videos really well. Still a better rider, but actually what he was doing was, um, well, I think he was doing really well. He obviously had, he had great audio, he had great picture, but the commentary he was adding was meaning that actually you could watch a trail and I could have an idea about, you know, I could go to a trail, turn up at a trail, and if I had a commentary from McTrail Rider, I could yeah. work out I was going to get on. So really, that just actually spurred me on to starting to film actual local trails. So I think the thing that actually got the, the videos viewed and started is I was just starting to film local trails that were of local interest to local people. 
that's really where it came about probably can you can you remember what your first remember what your first trail was or your first video that you kind of went yeah that's that's i'm kind of satisfied with that that's that's oh you know when you just kind of went oh God, i'm gonna do this every week now or i'm gonna do this once a month i do, well i don't know i think do you know what i think the whole thing was i do i do remember yeah i do remember videos that i thought were brilliant so i remember i had one down uh it was danger mouse at cadmuir and uh I thought I'd made it because I got a couple of hundred views. You know, it was yeah. it, it was like you know if you search Danger Mouse and Cadmium, it was up there. And at the time, I remember thinking, "You are on it, boy! You have nailed this." Um, I watched that video uh, about a year ago, and it's one of the most unwatchable videos I've seen in my life. The the audio is terrible. The image is awful. Um, the riding is it's it's all right but worth overall, a couple of hundred views anyway <laughs> overall as a video it was just pants so my my, my quality has increased what camera you were using back then what made now it, this is uh, really interesting so i remember when i'd first done this i'd gone to do it on a budget so actually i couldn't tell the name of the camera it was one of these sort of right, knockoffs yeah, yeah. um a knockoff for no i do remember actually it was an sj cam right sj cam. it's an amazon special that they're all advertising a bit of an amazon special and it just was was appalling so I think probably the video started to get better actually when the technology got a bit better. Yeah. Um, got a kind of GoPro hero and then got into the GoPro train and things things improved quite rapidly at that point. <laughs> well, they do when when things when the technology comes to you and it's it's less wires and less batteries and less you know things. I mean, mm. like things like bike lights now. Bike light now it's got battery in it. The battery's yep. on your bar. And I remember the days where you had to put a battery in your back or something like that, yeah, or yeah. your backpack and stuff. So, you know, media stuff's the same way. We've got wireless everything now. We've got automatic uploads and stuff like that. I mean, that wouldn't have been prevalent on your shaky um, Amazon <laughs> camera, but but no. today, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually really easy to get content. I think what it takes is the, the will to do it. Yeah, as well. 100%. Um, I mean, we were talking earlier about motivation. It can be anything mm. from the weather to actually how complex your, your kit is. Yep. Uh, I went to holiday on holiday to Lavinio this year and took like like two or three hours of footage of some amazing riding and what have you. And um, Jen, my girlfriend, says, I'm not doing that again on holiday because you've not done anything with it. <laughs> but it's sitting there, it's amazing. It's all 4K yeah, footage, yeah. like blinding trails and what have you. So <laughs> I'm a little bit in awe of people who can ride the local trails and find the motivation to, to to just go and just do that. I mean, I had this epic big week-long journey and I can't be asked to do anything <laughs> with it. So, yeah, kudos. kudos do you kudos, know what, though? Yeah. Maybe give yourself a break because I think sometimes, <laughs> actually, that can be harder in itself. So I had a similar uh, situation this year. It was the first time I'd gone abroad mountain biking. I went to Ainsa. And the quantity of footage made it really difficult because, you know, if, you, if you've ridden your local trails... It's quite easy. You think, well, I've got five trails to showcase uh, in a 20 minute vid and I'll just pick up the high. You know, it's quite straightforward. Yeah. You know, in Spain, we were out riding for five or six hours a day. So to, to turn five, you know, five or six hours of riding into a 15 minute edit requires quite a lot of thought and a lot of rewatching all that footage. So, yeah, not straightforward. Yeah, the, t- the time Well, you broke that trip up into multiple days yeah, and stuff did, like that, yeah. as, I, as I remember. And I've seen that mm-hmm. done by other content creators as well. I think you know every trail we went down um, was amazing, and they were and from top to bottom the gondola going across like just it, it, it's like forty minutes of riding, and you and, and it's not the thing that I do, so I'm not about to sit down and break it into five videos because I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, you know? So it's 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 really it's really tricky, but it's not the thing I do. Is it is it is the thing you do, mm. and um, you know, it's, did you did you have a did you have a 
did it become Street Pigeon or was it Street Pigeon first? It well, listen. It was it was, it was Street Jimmy's Pigeon first, but Street Pigeon actually was was before it was a YouTube channel. It was a <laughs> it was a racing team. Right. Okay. And before it was a racing team, it was just a, a drunken night in Torridon. Well, so, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. I kind of know this story, but I want to hear it again. But I'm gonna leave it to last. <laughs> you please do. So, please do. And I'm not gonna. For anybody who's listening, I'm not gonna put a timestamp on it. You're gonna have to go through all of this, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about street, why street pigeon at, at, at the end. But um, if if there's anything that keeps you on tenderhooks, it should be it started with the drunken night in Donadon. So that's that's pretty cool, man. That's that, that's that's a good as it's a good start. But uh, yeah, I mean it's street pigeon racing team. I'd actually forgot about that. <laughs> so when it what are people what's people's reaction to that name? So I've I've seen a, a, yeah. a you've, we've we've shared a couple of anecdotes about criticism of just that on your YouTube channel. Can you share a couple of? A couple of anecdotes on that, or a couple of comments on, on street pigeon. Well, I just, you know, people. I, I don't. I think people are just confused by it. To be honest, <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of people say, but, "But why are you called that?" And it's funny because I do now reflect and think, because I suppose when I started making the videos, there was no, um, there was no intent or, or even imagined that it would actually become something that had any sort of success or relative success. So. To be honest, I was just I just put the name up because it was quite funny, and then the channel sort of started getting going, and at the point at which you kind of realise, oh, maybe this is a bit of daft name, and I could have done something that was quite specific. <laughs> I thought, what's well, bad now? Because it's probably my brand. You had likes and comments. So rather than uh, rather than uh, drop the street pigeon, I added MTB to the end and uh, right. got a logo done in Wix. <laughs> I thought, well, do you know what? I'll stick with it. So I can. I can see advantages to such a unique name as well. I guess. I mean, you can't make. I mean, you've 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 seen this obviously. We have a video that that, that you'd done for my for my other job, is that 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 algorithm rhythm from from a point of view of even name change or title changes and and stuff like that can bring your your likes. I mean, because you you rely from a certain to a certain extent on the monetization of that as yeah. well. I mean, you've. I mean, if you're a content creator or anybody that's, I mean. It, I'll, I'll say it's the arts with a small a, isn't it? I mean, really. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. not. It's it's not nothing going out and committing to that. You're one day off a week or or whatever. You know, when you've got other, you got your family, you got your job, you got your extracurricular stuff. It's 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 a hell of an undertaking. So that that mm. little bit of help or that little bit of monetization or that little bit of um, that that audience that that click and subscribe that we all hear yeah. everybody say, does does it the monetization does it does it make a difference? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I think, you know, we can we can maybe discuss it in more detail, but I would suppose that like where I'm at with the channel now, there's, you know, there's there's monetization, there's, I guess there's support, there's sponsorship, you, like, those things can get a bit blurred at times. So there's various things going on. Um, and I suppose for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to just create something. I, you know, I've never seen this as an earner. It's not something that's going to um, buy me days off and, and do things. But however... I've always been at the stage. Well, look, if I can get this to break even, and I can, I'll, you know, allow it to take me places, take me adventures, then that's pretty good. So that's that's what I'm kind of aiming for. But absolutely, the monetization does make a difference because actually, if you start to, it's a funny one. So I would be riding bikes anyway. So I suppose I've got to remember that. Sure. But if you were to really sort of look at it and break it down, like a, almost like from a business point of view, it's the cost. So 
you've got hardware to buy. So let's just like total basics. You're gonna to need to spend about a thousand pounds on a laptop or a PC, that's a minimum. Camera's what, four or 500 quid. You might have licenses for editing stuff, another two or 300 quid. You then got fuel. Now that is very dependent on how far you wanna travel. And then also, you know, each video probably takes somewhere between around five to 15 hours to edit. So actually, when you start to break it down, it's a fairly costly hobby. And actually, I think without the monetization, without the support, without those things, yeah, I don't think I would be able to do it to either the same quality or variety that, in which I do it. So yeah, it's really, really important. So what would you, what would you, when you say variety, what does that mean to you as a creator? What, you, what do you think your obligation is to your subscribers? Why, why do you call it variety? Mm. Ooh, that's a, that's a really Trail good Trail type, one. destination. I always like of. this because, uh, sorry, re, um, listeners, Alan is a friend of mine and, I, and, I, and what I like about Alan, he's, he's quite a sort of deep thinker and that's quite a philosophical <laughs> question. I'm wondering at what level to answer it. Um, do you know what? I suppose, look, I, it's weird. There's, there, there's definitely two aspects to making YouTube videos. Part of it is absolutely all about me. And I mean that in a very selfish thing of actually, I like to record the things I've done to be able to look back on from a sort of biographical point of view. But part of it is undoubtedly about creating content for the viewer. And that can, that can get a bit blurred sometimes. So I suppose variety, when I think of that for the viewer, what, what I want to do is I want to, to make sure that it's not just Jamie rides a golf each week. Um, I think that would just be incredibly boring for a viewer. But also variety in the sense for me, you know, mountain biking for me, I'm sure for, for a lot of people, is, a, is an escape, it's a thing I look forward to. So I want to keep it fun. It needs to, for me, to feel like an adventure. So variety for me is getting to those different places, doing slightly different things. Um, and it's something I suppose as the channel's developed, I'm kind of more comfortable with, with doing. I think, I think when you're starting a channel, you can, it can easily be in the side of what does the viewer want? Whereas I think I'm getting experienced enough and confident enough that I'm making videos about what what I want to do as well. Yeah, still there must be a certain amount of pressure, whether it's realised mm. or not. I mean, the, the the can you maybe say something to the the what what pressure looks like? So I mean, you know, I ask you what variety yeah, looks like. Yeah. So let's go down that rabbit hole. What 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 pressure means to you? I mean, oh, I guess pressure. when people have got jobs or hobbies, pressure mm -hmm. means different things. Is it, is it pressure to create? Is it pressure to please? Is it, pre mm -hmm. is it is it your own? You know, you said about selfishness, about doing it selfishly, and I mm -hmm. think that's okay because it's if it's something you love. Um, but you know, the, the pr pressure comes in different yeah. guises as well. I mean, there's all there's all there's all sort of, the pressures come from the expectations, I think, and then the, and there are different people involved in those expectations. I, I think the sort of most dangerous pressure, and I think the one that that you probably don't think of when you get into this is, is the sort of pressure um, sort of caused by the platform that you're on. So, you know, I think at the start of this year, I mean, there's a really good example. At the start of this year, I was putting out videos uh, once a week, I think. I was, you know, I was on definitely the drive, grow Street Pigeon MTV, get the subscribers, get the views. And that pressure to go weekly and that pressure to put that, that, you know, when I, when I, when I've kind of looked back on that, that very much comes from the platform of YouTube. Now I, I won't bore people, but when you, you put YouTube videos up, you've got analytics. Analytics are just going to be there to sort of guide you on how many views you're getting, who's watching, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the platform itself, you know, that whole drive, it's, 
it's very fed into encouraging you to do more. So, you know, when you get a video out and it goes well and it maybe gets additional views or longer average view duration, you get all these nice green arrows. And it, and it does like, I think even on the mobile app, there's a, there's a little sort of like animated like fireworks and it's like, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, if you put a video out that doesn't do as well, it's very sort of doom right. oriented. It's okay. like, you're not doing well. But I think that the pressure there is you can start to you can start to value your videos in terms of that and it's a funny thing because actually it can be very contrary to your actual beliefs i'll give you an example of that so one of, one of, one of my favorite videos that i've done recently i've got a lot of these and I, I call it the inverse sort of like views effect whenever i have a video that i really like it tends to do quite badly <laughs> but i did a, did a video recently um up to Caroin and it was a you know it was just a, a wee mountain bike adventure um, into the wilds, not not particularly fast riding, not fancy riding, but it was just being out in Scotland on what felt like an adventure. And I, you know, I even went a bit risky. I put some sort of folky style music in it. There was drones. It was just, you know, it's one of those videos that, you know, from a sort of selfish point of view, I watch back and go, I'm really chuffed with that. I love the feeling from it. Now that's probably sitting at currently at about 5,000 views, okay? The best video I've ever had is my fox pants review. <laughs> now, I'm, I, I need to put this out. I don't think it's a bad video, and I think as far as review videos go, it's it's pretty good. But the trouble, what the point I'm trying to get at is, if I listened or, or based how well things were on the YouTube, um, the data that came back to me, it would be telling me basically, see your adventure video. Yeah. It's not very good. Mm -hmm. See your pants video. It's brilliant. <laughs> Make more pants videos. Now, yeah, yeah. the risk is, as a creator, if you go down the path and you're not strong enough and you don't have your own <laughs> your own value, then I could have become a, a pants video man. <laughs> Whereas that's not what I'm really going into. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> well, the monetization might be a bit better. It might but be, that's yeah. interesting, though, because because... You, you, whether you like it or not, you're a pretty humble guy. You, you, you will be emulated now, and you must get people going. You know, um, how do you? How do I? You know, what's the the thing? Because in, in yeah. 2018, I mean, it, this this all was a thing in 2018. Of course, it was, mm -hmm. but it's nowhere near the amount of content. No, no, absolutely not. So, I mean, maybe you were lucky in that way that, that you're able to look at it like that because the pressure of maybe, mm. you know, like you say, your 40s now, it's like the pressure of some a younger guy um, or, you know, a, a younger content creator wanting to emulate somebody because I think that's an easy path to look at yep. success, try and emulate that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what advice would you give to somebody that, that was trying to do that? Would you would you recommend that? Because there's influence. So, I mean, I've been a musician for years, played in bands and what have you, and we, we went to cover band, we wrote our own stuff. But you can hear my, you can hear Leonard Skinner and, and Led Zeppelin yeah, and, sure. and, you know, all, all these old 60s, 70s, 80s rock bands in, in, our, in our music. It doesn't mean we're copying them, you know? But it also didn't mean we had the success <laughs> that they had either. So what, what, do you, what do you think about that? Inspiration, aspiration, you know, the difference between these mm -hmm. two things and... And, you know, have, have you spoke to anybody about that? First, yeah, so, first? you know, that, that is, you know, that's one of the things. So I, going back, I remember when I, I started out, I mean, I, you know, I, I in, in, in many ways have probably tried to emulate probably McTrail Rider. I, you know, he, he was really influential for me. And I, I've tried to take bits of, of what he did well and, and do that myself. And, and part of that is just being honest and being fairly humble. I think he does that really, really well. 
Um, and he was always really helpful to me. I, I used to ping Andrew loads of questions and he, you know, he, he didn't need to do it because he could have just thought, here's someone that's, you know, sure, actually, yeah. I was going to say, here's someone that could be competition, but actually probably saw some of my videos and thought this guy's hopeless. <laughs> but um, he was really nice. So he gave me loads of advice. And actually in the last year or two, you know, that's probably like a quite a common theme of the Instagram messages I get are people saying, look, I'm, I'm starting a channel or can you look at my vid? Um, what could I do? And I think that the, the sort of, the, the, the major advice I do give out now is, and it's a personal thing, is I think first and foremost, you need to be clear about what it is, you know? So, so are the videos about you, are they about a sort of you sharing your story? Uh, and, and are you gonna get the value out of that? Or are you doing it just for views and business? Because I almost feel like you need to pick one or the other. Because to, to, to get them, to have those two things running together is, is pretty, pretty difficult. Um, but yeah, you know, a, you know I, I, I feel for people that are starting a YouTube channel now because it's so hard to get views uh, and there's such a pressure there to go down that route of algorithm and clickbait and all those things. But from a personal experience, they are not things that are gonna make you in any way, way happy. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten. I looked the other day at Andrew's mm. channel and I forgot how long he'd actually been doing it. Yeah, he, I mean, he was, you know, I think I think the thing, he was absolutely an early adopter and he did it really well and he's got a really loyal um, following based off that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really happy with the, the quality of my videos and stuff, but the likelihood of me ever getting to a channel the size of Andrew's is is less because, and it is because I started later, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing. I don't, I don't, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not annoyed about that. Um, but I, what I do think of is if I'd started my, if I started my video channel now, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it would see the light of day. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I know a little about it, but I, I just think it seems impenetrable now mm. that, that unless you had like a really honest and solid usp if you're honest with yourself rather mm -hmm. about what you're doing like you say that's great advice and a, and a really good usp you could maybe break through in a in a like a a hobby like ours is, is fairly small but the but mm -hmm. because of the dynamic nature of it everybody's got a gopro and everybody oh, yeah you know, and I used to joke about it is when when I saw people on Spooky Woods in Glen Tress with the GoPro, it's like that's what we need on YouTube, isn't it? Another run of Spooky Woods, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I think it's it's, but that's that's not a criticism because you said the way you started this up is you just wanted to go and film what you were doing, yeah. and I totally get that, and I and I break out the GoPro sometimes, yeah, you know, I, I do something and then as you know, I, I'll leave it on the computer, I'm not doing it. It's not the thing that I do, but I it just looks impenetrable but yeah i mean you, you, oh, you're yeah. you're sort of well scottish youtube community guy there's a, a couple there's like there's uh, there's laura and tam yeah, and there's, sure. there's andrew and there's you and what have you but you guys have done videos together and uh, yeah. done a couple of collaborations and stuff like that so that that seems like a like a good little it seems like a community anyway that can get behind each other even if it's just yeah, now and again sure. maybe share a wee bit of best practice and stuff mm. like that and you know is, is that a thing or a, I, I'm sure I've seen you work with almost everybody yeah so, so that's why I would say the community is really really nice I mean I think yeah you, you know we're, we're, we all we all love doing the same thing and I think part of it we, we, we do all want each other to do well you know, you know you, you, why wouldn't you uh, I think it's, it's not like we're talking about big business here and and it's not generally our kind of livelihoods, although someone like, I think, Andrew, you know, he obviously has, it's it's a bigger thing for him. 
but yeah, I mean, I think it, it is a really supportive um, kind of like community. And, and I think also just, I know as a person, I've always sort of just been along the philosophy of sort of treat others how you'd like to be treated type of thing. So um, maybe mountain biking just tends to actually attract people that are relatively nice. Although I'm sure as in all sports, you get a real mix of people. Yeah, I've been riding for a long time and people have got different motivations. Uh, I've seen some incredibly selfish heuristics <laughs> out there and, and some be- some beautiful people. But I don't think that's mountain biking. I think it's people. I think if yeah. you were a canoeist, you know, people would be like that. If they were canoeing, walking their dog, driving, people are just people, right? They've got different motivations. And, um, you know, they're, they're on different journeys. Yeah, so absolutely. At least if you can relate to the people that you're kind of riding alongside, if you like, you know, and I use that as a metaphor, the, yeah. uh, your YouTube channels and what have you, then that's good. That can deliver a certain amount of insurance, assurance rather than mm-hmm. that, that it's a thing worth doing yeah. as well. But I mean, have you ever thought about just jacking it in? Or, or is it, is it, you know, or, or is it, or is it really, is it really up there in your sort of, I really want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Or is it, is it, is it because a lot of things that I do that, that I love, and I know a lot of people that are in, you know, quite quite high end hobbyists and different stuff, and they're they're looked up to in whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever sort of, and I use this word advisedly, minor celebrity sort of status, <laughs> and they could take it or leave it. Is that is is that where you are with this, or do you feel you're that fifty one percent towards? Nah, this is what I'm doing. I'm cool with it. Yeah, so it's funny. I at the start of. Yeah, this is this is twenty twenty two. I'm sorry, I'm getting my years. Yes. COVID really like messed up the, the year <laughs> calendar. Eh? Um, so at the start of this year, I genuinely had a bit of a wobble, and I thought I'm going to jack this in because it was it just was not making me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the fundamental because this you know you've you've got to look back at your kind of motivations for doing things, aren't you? And at the beginning, it was just about fun. And it should be about fun. And then at the start of this year, definitely, you know, I was just looking at it all wrong. I, I'd definitely fallen into that trap of I need views, I need subscribers. And I couldn't even remember why. I think it's maybe part of like the platform addiction. You know, you're you're constantly you, you're constantly informed by YouTube about how well you're doing or how not so well. And yeah, at the start of this year, I just was I was literally, uh, you know, it was it was videos every week and. I was just going out to film for the sake of filming. And it's not saying that I wasn't enjoying some of those rides and enjoying some of those edits, but it just was, it wasn't fun anymore. And I can't remember when, um, at some point, maybe about Easter or something, I can't actually remember. I just decided, right, this is, you know, if, you, if you're going to take this approach, you, you're going to be done by the end of the year. You're not going to enjoy this anymore. Um, and I started just going to this philosophy. I would try and do videos every couple of weeks. Um, again, I'm not sure why I chose every couple of weeks, but I get—I suppose yeah, there probably was a bit of anxiety about if I actually stopped producing content as regularly, YouTube just might not show it. But I was basically—I'm going to do aim for every couple of weeks, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to just do variety. I'm going to make sure I'm going to different places, um, di- different style edits, just you know, just to bring the fun back. And it was the best thing I ever did because then, bizarrely enough. Um, the views started shooting up. I had a really good run after I took the pressure off myself. Um, and I think that was largely because um, there's a kind of, there's a really sort of simple um, metric that I think YouTube uses to work at whether it's going to promote your stuff. And actually part of that is do your subscribers actually tune in the first three hours? So I think the trouble if you're doing like weekly content for some subscribers, that is just too much. I mean, I'm sure even my, even my wife doesn't want to see me all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my viewers. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. my viewers don't want to see yeah. me all the time. Yeah. So actually, by 
you know, doing it a bit less, then when people saw my videos come up, like, oh yeah, I'm not, not watched that for a while. Oh, and he's in a new place. I'm going to click on that. So that was the best thing that, that I kind of really did. But yeah, in terms of moving forward, see at the moment I feel I'm quite, I like it at the moment. It seems to have a good balance. It's, it's a positive thing in my life. But I definitely think, you know, I could see a point where I'll just lose interest or it just doesn't provide me that positivity. And I will, I will just stop. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like I, I know when that'll be it. Because I feel like I have a lot, a lot of adventures to do. You know, I, I'm sort of only scratching the surface of mountain biking, I feel at the moment. And it, because I'm busy, I've got a job, I've got a family. There's only so much you can do. But, you know, in the future, I would love to do some proper adventures on the bike and you know if I'm going to do that I would love to record that to, to share yeah, that and encourage yeah. other people to do it as well I think that's a decent place to be though knowing that you can drop mm. something I mean it seems very you know pragmatic in the negative <laughs> but I, th- yeah. I think I think that's really good I, I you know when I make decisions like that that I, I, could, I, I could just drop this like I'm mm, not mm. I'm not going to do it but, but I'm okay in a place where if it just went away tomorrow yeah it, it would be okay and I think you can only really do that with with things that you're in control of, mm-hmm. and things that you that you want to do. I mean that that platform pressure is 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 pain in the ass. I know I just yeah. just even for my 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 other job and and I'm I'm posting and promoting the things that I yeah. do and what have you. And then I don't do it for a day, and it says your fans will engage with you more if you post more often. And it's <laughs> yeah. like you say, there's like animated guy comes up, does a wee fist pump, you know, and and. And you're like, oh, right, is that a thing, is it? And, and then you go looking for content. I think that's when you start to, mm. unless you're a full-time content maker, like you say, then you go out every Friday and you'll make it because it tells you to make yeah, it. Yeah. The algorithm tells you to make it. The little animated guy tells you to take it. All your heuristics mm. that are baked into that tell you to make it. And um, yeah, it's, that's, that's not a great place to be. It's not a good place to be at all, actually. And I think that is definitely, that's one of the, that's one of the dangers of social media these days, isn't it? That's the, that is the way it's going. It's just this exponential like, production of content to feed this, this appetite that doesn't ever seem yeah, to. Yeah, I think. So, so what's this, how many subscribers have you got now? It's just coming up for 7,100. 7, so, I mean, a good, a, good, um, a good chunk of those people will be watching regularly. Now you yeah, have to think that yeah. they're all doing that, obviously. But they, but they expect you to be present almost on... You know, it's like watching watch, watching a series on Netflix, a new episode every Wednesday. There'll be some of them yeah, will be yeah. like, oh, it's, it's a new Street Pigeon yeah. video today. And they need you to be present, but the irony is you're not... You, you know, you're, you're present there. You're not present everywhere else. You're putting... So what you're doing is you're... you're, um, you're, you're for instance, you know, uh, Jamie and I did a video um, together up at... Um, Scorgui, so mm. we got up at five o'clock in the morning. We drove up there, stopped for lunch in Dunkeld, drove up, went to Glen Feshy, mm. sorted everything out, get all your gear together, checked the bikes, checked the gear, went up the mountain, came down the mountain, went to Glen Feshy, went for a dip, <laughs> put all the bikes away, did that, and then drove all the way down. I mean, that was that was a full day, like yeah. that was a twenty-hour day. Yeah, um, yeah. Film, film loads of stuff, and then <laughs> it's like a month before you see it because that amount of footage and and, and stuff. Mm. And you do, so you're you're not present in all those other ways for the people that that want your presence. So like you say, you're you, so you're not at work. That's a given. It's your day off. So does Ari and the kids want you to be there? Well, you're not there, are you? And then you've yeah, got yeah. a twenty-hour day. You come back. You still got to wash. You know, she she yeah. she, she um <laughs> sorry, Ari, this isn't your job. Um, she gets to wash your socks, right? And you're washing your bike and stuff and. You know, you're knackered on a Saturday. You're just you're not present there, but you, there's a there's a pressure from the outside to be present mm. when people go. It's Monday. It's time for Jamie's yeah. Jamie's video, and 
you know, it's not going to be the majority hanging on your every word, but those people are there. Mm-hmm. That's I, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit in awe of people that that, that can do that. But it, it earns you an award this year as well, doesn't it? So t- yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Was that well? Um, Developing Mountain Bike in Scotland, they have a, a a sort of yearly awards, Scottish Mountain Biking Awards, and and the category. Well, they this is the second time they run it. So I think it was twenty nineteen was the last awards because then we had two years sitting out. So in twenty nineteen they introduced a, a a mountain bike vlogger of the year. Did Andrew win that the first? Andrew won it. So I, I, year, I was yeah. I was because I got shortlisted. I think it was um it was Andrew myself and Grizzly Monroe. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. it was incredible. So I was absolutely over the moon to get shortlisted, and then yeah, this year, um, managed to get shortlisted again with um, Lauren Tam and the Contour Collective, and yeah, went up to Aberdeen. You were there, Alan. So it was it was a lovely event because we kind of sitting at the table ready for the awards, and yeah, I suppose I, I knew that I'd had a pretty good year this year. I'm I'm confident in the stuff that I'm producing, but. At no points did I thought think it was a given, and um, because actually Laura and Tam and the Contour Collective had both done, they've both got their own unique things going on, which I I think are are as valuable as the stuff that I'm doing. So then, yeah, when the when the name came up, it was very exciting. And then then you're the business that you're involved in also got an award. So it was like a, it was like a wee award table. It was such a special it was, moment. And it, it, you it were went, more surprised than me. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, I, I it went long into the night. Uh, uh, like, uh, I think we got to bed about three o'clock that morning. We'll say less about that. Well, that was that was great fun. Lauren, that was Lauren and Tam. Big shout out to them. They were a great yeah. company that night. That was that was that was lots lots of fun. It was. But I, I thought actually that like uh, you know it's. That that was three very different content creators. Oh, there. completely, yeah. The Contour Collective is a way different thing to what you and Laura and Tammy yeah, do. Yeah, sure. and, and their style is not adjacent to yours. It's it's, no, no. it's way different. You know, it's it's much more. I mean, your content's really relatable. I think that's actually why people like it because there's no airs in, in graces, and mm. I and, mm. and I don't think you go to as much effort as perhaps others to edit out your personality and your flaws <laughs> and your and your you know when you've got a lack of chops you know yeah. on a trail or something but also your successes you're happy to keep them in as well yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I, I think that's great I think um, with somebody with 7,000 subscribers and getting an average of three four five um, thousand views within like, like like a decent time it'd be really easy to build an ego with that because mm, yeah. uh, I've seen you fall off a dozen times videos <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that you know I've seen you stop on features and I've seen you ride them and I've seen you fist pumping because you've managed to do something for the first yeah, time yeah. you know and I, and I think that's great it, it's um it, it puts across something I mean relatable's thrown around a lot mm-hmm. with, with a lot of vloggers and stuff like that but I think that's self-evident if you went back and looked at that, that that, that you you're able to laugh at your your failures or your areas for improvement. Oh yeah, and there's so there's so many. I mean, I think it would be it would be wrong not to. <laughs> That's a good view. It would be wrong not to actually um, take note of them because they're. But you know that's a confidence thing as well because I remember when I, I used to first make the videos, you're all, you're almost scared to show your your full personality or show those moments. And and again, you we were talking about some of the risks of social media. That's that's the other thing as well. I mean, I, it's funny. I I am. I'm the most comfortable I've been with my videos now because I think my my videos are the most honest they've been now because I, you know I used to you know I used to question I was like oh should it you know should I put that that bit in where I become cowardly should I, you know should I show that bit because like, people people might not follow me because I think I'm, well listen you you know me um, and then of course what you do is you you, you kind of 
you do you do sort of like experiment with edits and, and you put those things in and then you realize oh actually people do still watch or in fact actually you've had a few comments saying well done for keeping that in so yeah. you become more confident at, at being yourself and <laughs> That, that's a nice place to be in, you know. Um, so, I mean, again, I suppose if you were giving anyone ad- advice about um, doing these styles, if they're in 10 TV vlogs, they just just try it and, you, you know, be yourself. Don't try and live up to some paradigm or idea of, of what it should look like. Try and be yourself. I think people appreciate... Um, well, unless you've got a terrible personality, actually. Do you know, if you've got an awful personality, <laughs> probably don't be yourself. Actually, what I was going to say there is people really appreciate authenticity. <laughs> yeah. But actually, there's probably a section of, of humanity that shouldn't be as authentic as others. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Just... I think generally speaking, if you're, yeah, if, if, uh, yeah, if we're, t- we're talking about the, the, the right side of like narcissism <laughs> and psychosis, then authenticity and your, your honesty and why you're doing it is good. But I, I, I think that's... Um, <laughs> I, I think that's really good, and I, and and I, I think that that comes across uh, no end. But I mean, you you'll know that because you read the comments, right? And oh then, yeah. Like I, I've seen, I've heard, a, I've heard a, a you know a hundred sort of people that are successful on any social media platform. It's just um, you know it's like post and go, like just never look. But you look and oh, you answer. Yeah. And, and and I and I've seen. <laughs> You know, I, there's a hundred times I've wanted to jump in and defend you on a technical thing. Yeah, or just yeah. like, that's my friend. <laughs> I'm fucking with him, you know? Um, you, you've had some pushback. So can you tell us a little about, yeah. about, about, about uh, maybe, maybe some, some anecdotes on that and how, how it's maybe affected you in the thought shot? Because you're obviously over it. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know, and, and you can take it. As I say, it's tomorrow's chip paper. Um, yeah. Showing me edgy a wee bit, but it's tomorrow's chip paper. So how, how do you deal with that in the short term? And what's... You know, what's what's some examples maybe? Well, oh, this is a funny one. Yeah, so what I must say first of all is actually, in terms of the positive feedback again uh, I get versus negative comments, I actually do pretty well. So I suppose probably that helps me in terms of, of you know, if fifty percent of my comments were this is awful. <laughs> There would be good grounds to think that it might actually be, be awful. awful. And I think, you know, I work in public sector, we work with a lot of people. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to getting people's views. And actually, I know from my actual life experience out of YouTube that you will always get negative comments. It's just make sure they're not like 50%. If it's 5%, 1%, you're all right. But, um, oh, yeah, the, do you know what? The YouTube comments, are, they've, they've never upset me too much. I think I'm quite able to realise that um, you know, fundamentally, they're not really that important. And, and also just knowing that there are people out there who just want to make a comment. Sure. Yeah. Just a negative one. So I, I always, so I actually quite, I get a lot of enjoyment out of the negative comments. I've got, got to admit, because it's my, my approach. My approach is always um, if, there's a ne- if there's a negative comment, right, there's, a, there's always the temptation to like fire back in there and say, do you know what, you just I'd let rip. But it's funnier, I find, to be really, really pleasant back. And the reason I do that is it's, you might think it's because I'm a nice guy. It's not really. It's because I know that by being really pleasant back, we'll just wind them up so much more. Yeah, this is so, the classic don't feed the trolls. Yeah, kind of so, thing. so I mean, like, I mean, what, what are the sort of comments? Some of they're just, you, you, I mean, I was, one came up. It's funny, I was on, on my YouTube studio, the sort of analytics the other day. I don't know, there must have been a glitch but it brought up all these comments from three years ago that I hadn't responded to. And I, and I was a bit gutted because I always, that's, that's one of my things. I'm like, I will respond to every comment. I just feel that, you know, if people are watching, they're taking time to comment, at least respond. 
and it, it just seemed to be a spate of like negative ones as well and it's uh, stuff like great video music right yeah i've seen that before seen that and i was channel, like yeah. right uh, you know just just sort of stuff like that but i mean you just what what can you do you like a bit of jungle though don't I'd you i love like a bit that. of drum and bass i love a bit the of drum and bass yeah. and a bit of jumper but it's also like i always think as well well you know what are you really complain about basically i've gone out of my way i've spent 30 hours putting out some free content yeah. that you don't have to watch <laughs> and really did you think that like first of all i like I actually care about your feedback because I don't. I don't mean that, and I don't value as a human. But actually, if you just don't like it, you yeah. need to One watch has a choice, it. Right? Like you yeah. don't. You just yeah. go and watch something else. So um, that's about it. Um, the only other sort of random sort of. Uh, so yeah, the, the music seems to be a bit contentious. Um, the the other random one, which is a bit more complex, uh, I've had the odd one about, and maybe this is something to debate just now. The whole idea of trails, the whole idea of potentially secret trails, the whole idea of our YouTubers bringing all the people to the secret trails and, and, and sort of ruining things, that's an interesting one um, because it's, well, is it a complex topic? I don't think it's particularly complex, but I can understand why people might have a viewpoint on it. Yeah, I think it's it's got a certain amount of objectivity and a certain amount of subjectivity depending mm. on where you're where you're riding and 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 who's building trails and whether they've got permission yeah. and all that stuff if it's, it's if it's an illegal trail you know there is a culture in mountain biking i've found that people have this toxic ownership of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know which is just ass backwards at the, at the end it of is. the day um we're lucky up here in scotland with the access rights and what have you you know it affords us certain rights but it doesn't mean we can just do what we like it's it, it's it is a topic for another day i think but the heuristics of people taking ownership of things is just human nature and i think yeah. that again it's not mountain bikers i think again if they're in a different hobby and a different thing they would take ownership of this of the same yeah. things i can totally understand it given the right circumstances that it's valid but i think for the most part in scotland it's it's probably i probably agree with you that it's that it's probably not valid it's just it's a matter of conversation you know it's yeah. not valid objectively it's a matter of conversation with some with with those people yeah. but it's difficult to find those people in the first instance you can't you can't find somebody that built an illegal trail and say do you mind if i f- film a video on this yeah. but they will totally find you yeah, yeah. after you've ridden it absolutely do you know what i've just as soon as you're saying that i've just remembered one of the one of the best comments i got one of the negative comments was this video is crap street pigeon is a rubbish name <laughs> And I hate pigeons. <laughs> and, do you know what? Sorry, it just came to me because I remember just getting that. Triple I was like, threat. I just don't know how to dissect this. I mean, again, did just you build point? Just, it? Just, was it just it? one sentence. No, it was just one one very angry sentence. I just thought, wow. I mean, to unpick that. Who who's sitting there though at home thinking I've got to get this off my chest? How do I put this together? I don't like your video. I don't like the name of your channel. And in actual real life, I don't even like pigeons. But he didn't say anything about the music, right? No, I didn't. All right, okay. That may have thrown that into the, the shit video, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, I mean, pit, pitfalls and pressures. And, of course, there will have been a certain amount of... And will continue to be a certain amount of naivety with things like that land access, mm. like um, monetizing that as well. Yeah. You know, because there's... The, I mean, if you really want to go down to the... Down to, you know, armpit deep in it, there's probably a contentious issue there and yeah, landowners yeah. and trail trail builders so there's, there's certainly be an ongoing a certain amount of naivety and just 
not thinking. You can't think of everything. No, you can't. You know? the, 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 the sure thing is that if somebody is bothered by something, um, product that you put out, content that you put out, whether it be music, the name, they'll find you. Yeah. So if you if you know if you want to interact with those people, if they want to interact, you, all you can do is keep putting the content out, be respectful uh, and yeah. authentic with it, and they, they they'll find you. But it seems it seems like they're in the in the minority. Well, they really are. Yeah, and I think that's something to to hold on to. I, I do think that's just life. I think generally most people are pretty good. Yeah. But there's always some. Well, you're a, I, I used the word advisedly earlier. The words advisedly. You're a bit of a minor celebrity now so I, I work pretty heavily in Glentress and um, I've, I've bumped into you a couple of times and what have you and I've been in uniform and stuff like that and I, and, and I remember I, I don't know why I remember this somebody wait, so, so loads of people wave at me through, through the trail centre because they were quite ubiquitous in there and um, I was standing talking to you one day and somebody waved at me and I was, I was like oh, I don't know who this is like you know and I, I'd been discussing how I've just given up um, you've been in people now I'll just go I'm really sorry buddy I, for, I forgot your name um, and they'll tell you and I was about to say it and, and somebody walked up and went oh you're the street pigeon guy and I was like oh <laughs> wait a second what's so what, what's that all about I mean are we are, are, are we um, are, are, is this happening to us on a, a regular basis or when, when you go away and what how, how's the geographical spread of people that recognise yeah, you yeah yeah it's, it's actually it's, it's not bad actually we have, a, have an ongoing uh, joke with, with my friend Joe he's got a rag the, red the, on his face the, now. he looks well impressed with himself every, <laughs> Every time we go out, this is his joke that someone will say, all right, street pigeon. So actually, I think it is quite geographically wide. I can go to most places and normally someone will say, all right, street pigeon, um, which is really nice. But I think I think really it's because although geographically Scotland, well, we think of it as being like quite di- quite large distances in the places right? the actual, the community that is feeding into like YouTube videos and stuff is still quite a small community. You know, it's not, not, a, yeah, not a big population. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 actually it's really nice. I mean, people are pretty friendly. The, the most awkward one I had though is, and I won't say the name of this person, but the, and this is you know Joe was loving this because so Joe always slags me off because he's like everywhere we go we meet someone <laughs> and someone says all right street pigeon, and we were at the golfy and we're pedaling up the golfy and we ended up pedaling alongside a, a sort of a female enduro racer. She's you know she's quite famous. So I was like I mean. I was just so impressed to be with this female enduro racer because I, you know, I really look up to her. So I was like, you know, like, yeah, you know, don't make a fool of yourself. Like, you know, um, just ask good questions. And I was like, well, you know, when, you know, when's the moment where I can say, oh, it, could, could I get me selfie? <laughs> you know, because I just, you know, you, you meet these riders and you do look up them. So anyway, that was going on. I was like, you know, just, just in awe of this person because they are a great rider. Anyway, we, we stopped sort of halfway up the climb. Um, so there, there's me, there's Joe, there's this, there's this brilliant rider, and this this wee fella comes up the road on his bike and he's cycling towards us both. So I'm not really concentrating because I'm like, I'm, when am I going to ask for this selfie? So anyway, <laughs> this wee lad stops, looks at us both, and goes, "Street pigeon, how are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" So I'm like, I'm almost like trying to like sort of like point my head, like, "No, no, like the person that had actually done something noteworthy on the bike, you should be saying so." Joe, so who, who was it? The person. I'm not going to listen to um, this. Are who was it? Katie Winton. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I, so so a local person. A local well. person. So I actually got recognised over someone who's actually decent in biking. That was she really, won't hold. She, she won't hold that against you. She won't. That's she, funny though. That's but yeah, funny. so I mean, it just it just shows you though, isn't it? Like, um, so yeah, the the the, I guess that the street pigeon thing is out there. People do do meet me, but actually, 
it's really nice because most people just normally say, listen, well done, thanks for the content. And yeah, I've had a lot of really positive interactions, which which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, um, your silhouette now is of the, so one of your sponsors is Endura. So we see you coming. <laughs> well, they're not, about a, your... so they're not a sponsor. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. Endura have sent me some, thank you very much, Endura. Endura have sent me some nice kit to, to ride around in. Support them. Supporter, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, I think sometimes that line between supporter and sponsor. You're gets absolutely a bit, right. But yeah, yeah marketing yeah. and Drew have sent me through yeah, some, yeah. some nice. So stuff they'll, so we'll see you, they'll, they'll see you coming um, <laughs> in your 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 uh, your blue gear. And um, your... paprika at the moment. You oh, are the you? Papri- oh, the paprika. All right, okay. Watch out, folks. Yeah, it's it's. You heard it here it's first. Probably more striking than the blue, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I I can't get the. I can't get the image out of your mind after we'd gone up the golf before we knew Star Marmon had disappeared the place and you had a blue helmet on, blue jersey, blue gloves, blue trues and blue shoes. And your bike, I think, was yep. blue. I think I had a blue and purple you, helmet you, on you, as well, didn't blue. I? And blue and purple shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a sight to behold. <laughs> it was next level. <laughs> it was next level. Oh, it's great. Well, they say when you're, when you're doing videos and stuff, wear bright clothing, right? It was, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's good stuff. And it must be actually, it must be nice to be... Um, did they, did they, do your supporters kind of approach you or do you? It's, it's a real mix actually. Is so it, yeah. I, I've definitely very consciously like uh, communicated with companies and, and sort of shared with what I'm doing and, and, and tried to find out if they'd be interested in sort of sponsorship or supporting. So, so yeah, some of it is just you having to go and graft and actually yeah. find contacts and get in touch with people. But then again, there are just other people who, who get in touch with you. Um, I, I, because I'm where I am though I get a lot of uh, some of the stuff I get sent now it should make you feel good but so I can I can tell you so things at the moment example so what seems to be they're really pushing me it's a it's a company I forget the the, the name of the company Um, they've got a fine selection of yoga pants and they're very keen for me to wear some yoga pants and do a video on their yoga pants now I suspect it this might, is the fox pants video coming, could, to, could coming be, to get you. I'm hoping it is a bot, because if not, why have they just not looked at my <laughs> Instagram videos? Um, so that's one of them. The The next one, which I, I get a couple of months, is there's a jewellery company. Um, again, uh, so it, you might see in future videos some, uh, some bling. serious bling on. Um, and actually a spate of recently is... Um, e-bikes from e-bikes from China, sort of um, oh. street e-bikes. Uh, that look dangerous <laughs> and there's no other way to say it um, so it's although it's flattering it, it could be easy to um, how, how would you say I, I think it, in the interests of, of being honest and, and not going down those routes there's some products that even even if it was financially beneficial to me yeah, I will not, not be promoting on account of yeah. uh, my dignity and honesty well, in terms of equipment, actually, I, I, maybe this is linked to giving people advice. So, um, what what about your filming kit then? So, mm. not not to not to go too deep into the, tech, the okay. technical nature of it. So, what? So, your your videos come across high quality. So, let's 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 um, let's limit it to maybe what's okay. your POV camera? Yeah. What's your 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 talking head camera if it's yep. different? Yeah. What's your you, you got a drone now as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's that? And 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 what what's the 
you know, what's the editing software you're using for those who are interested? And actually, I wanted to ask you, did, yeah, yeah. Did you you're, um, that monetization, mm-hmm. let's get too deep into that again. Yeah, did, does that pay for a, a, a bit of that? Is it, obviously, you put your own money in. It's, these are expensive yeah. things. I mean, a GoPro's 500 quid now if you're using yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't really have to answer that. I guess it's contributed. You, you, no, that's you, okay. you made enough um, chat about that to, 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 I think, everybody would realise that it's, it's, it's not propping you up, but it's really important. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I would say definitely. So if you if you add up all the monetization over the the last three years, then it's probably it's about net covered. Yeah. The, the expenses. Um. So POV currently is a GoPro Hero Ten. Um. I'll not do too much detail as you said, but um. Probably if you're if if you're wanting to get into this, the, the thing to know about GoPros is all GoPros are a bit flaky but there are mm-hmm. more flaky ones and less flaky ones. So if you want my history of GoPro in a nutshell, seven good, eight not so good, nine awful, 10 great, 11, why would you do it if you've got a 10 anyway? So oh, that's interesting, yeah. 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 Um, in terms of um, sort of talking head cam, that, that really is depending on how, uh, sometimes it is just the Hero 10, otherwise it's a Sony ZV-1, which is great little camera. And the drone is a DJI Mini 3 Pro. Um, that's got to be the, yeah, I mean, that's been the most game-changing camera. So that's the latest recently. one, isn't it? So the latest sub 250 gram. Portrait? Yes, it does. Portrait. You can you can flip the camera to do um, portrait and landscape. It's um, sort of full, it's got lots of autonomous features. Follow me, which is really important on the bike. Um, it's it's almost the perfect drone. It's It's pretty good. Controversial. That drone that Andrew's got is some drone from mm, away over Skydio the, Two, the pond somewhere. So if the Skydio Two and the Mini Three Pro had some sort of baby, <laughs> that would be the perfect drone because the Skydio's got some features that are are brilliant. So um, not to bore people too much, but it's got like a, a beacon. So effectively, it will follow a GPS receiver. So you can just put a, a receiver in your pocket and yeah. it will follow you. The DJI works off a kind of visual discrimination. Um, which I don't think, which actually follows you kind of better, but is a bit more faffy because you've got like a controller and you've got to put that somewhere. And so yeah. they need a baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, that the, yeah that that sort of um, that visual discrimination, thinking about Effie and, and you know mm. the, the blue would help that in the heather more than the paprika maybe you know that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. like you know a white helmet is good for that. These little tips with these drones that are just visual follow me's and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I mean um, Andrew's. It, not to it, yes visit Andrew's channel by the oh, way yeah, it's amazing absolutely. But, um, and go look at his um, riding the highest trail in oh. Europe I think Jamie and I had a conversation the other week about it's probably the best vo- drone footage of yeah. any mountain bike ride ever the yeah. first 10 minutes of that video I think it's called riding the highest no the highest What's rideable trail in Europe I think it is Could be. it's absolutely amazing go unreal watch, go watch it Andrew's um, still got it that's what, that's what I love about Andrew you know he's like he's he's obviously yeah he's, not he's paved down, the way but some of the stuff he's doing now, it's just, yeah, when he got that drone, that, that really like just took his channel to the next level. And I don't know that I'd ride that. That's Andrew, I mean, I've, I've ridden with Andrew a, a few times and I, and I know him relatively well and he's, he's a really humble guy, but he's a really solid rider. So, uh, you know, that is the one thing I'd say, you know, you can be easily lured into Andrew's vids to thinking stuff is quite straightforward. Um, for me, is where he kind of shines is it see if you're up on like the mountains with him and, and sort of blind stuff. Mm-hmm. His ability to ride blind stuff 
pretty fast whilst being in control. Because if you notice in his videos, he doesn't really come off much. No, he's a very linear looking rider. He's yeah, very capable. Yeah, very solid. Yeah. So his ability to just ride blind trails is yeah, uh, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's... Um, so he has a partnership with Deviate? Yeah, And yeah. you are with Bird. You've yeah. had a Bird. Did you have a Bird before everybody was talking about the Bird, before <laughs> the Bird was the word, and then they got onto you? Or are you, what's, what's that partnership look like? That might be a, a good thing to talk about, just to, to, if anybody's aspiring to make partnerships, can yeah. you tell us a wee bit about how that came around without giving anything away? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll t- tell you what I can, but um, I, so I'd... Um, how did I go back? So yeah, I'd had a, for, for years I'd been riding a sort of a white enduro bike and um, yeah, it was, uh, my, my friend had bought a, a Radon 29er enduro bike and I remember I hopped on this 29er enduro bike and just thought, wow, um, this is 29ers. For, for me, for my size, they just work. I just got on it. So um, I was, I was going to buy a Radon and, I, and they were out of stock. You couldn't get them. Um, and I sort of, found this sort of bird brand and I was like these these are like pretty good value for money and and all the geometry I was looking for something with quite extended geometry like the like the radon and I bought I bought a bird um and just fell in love with it absolutely fantastic bike so the Aeris yeah it was an Aeris AM9 which was their sort of uh, it was like a 150mm front and rear travel sort of I guess you'd say maybe a sort of hardcore trail bike looking back but yeah really really nice thing and it's about that time that I was getting to the sort of um, the thousand subscribers mark on YouTube, which which for any sort of budding YouTuber, I mean the thousand is when you yeah, think yes, yeah. I'm on it. It's a nice um, number. <laughs> it is indeed, and yeah, really, I think I, I initially got in touch with them about sort of being a an ambassador, because that's the kind of thing that oh, I mean I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but ambassador seems to be the starting point for anyone who's got any sort of minor influence you're like a kind of ambassador and then you might get supported and then you might get sponsored but really yeah over the sort of over the sort of three years yeah we just kept a lot of contact with the guys at bird and a bit of to and fro in and it's just turned into you know i suppose sponsored as, a, as i am now would be the the correct terminology for yeah, it right so we're jumping from supporter to a wee bit yeah, more and, and, and it wasn't and it, it was it was more like i i always felt that with the with with bird and the the product like i just really like their bikes and i actually really like them um and i think I probably i mean i don't i don't know what they'd say but i suppose like any company they will get a lot of people saying oh can i can i be an ambassador and and can i be a supporter and can you give me a free bike type thing sure, yeah. and i think probably for a while they were probably sounding me out as much as as anything just to 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 see how my sort of following and grew and, and actually see if I was the type of person they, they would probably like to be on one of their bikes and and then yeah eventually it kind of grew into them giving me a, a decent whack of like support so yeah, it's really good so yeah been on been on bird bikes now for been riding bird bikes for yes four four years is that right yeah currently Must got their be, two, that's how it's how 2018 yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah currently got their full sus Aeris 9 enduro bike and their hardtail but I, I just think, do you know, they're a real, I just love it. They're a real little sort of, I guess, a success story, sort of British brand yeah, making sure. some yeah. really good bikes. Yeah. And it's, it's been lovely to see them. Like, I feel that they're, they're more apparent than ever. They've got more of a presence. Um, I know uh, Clark at um, um, 
Bothy bike bothy. Bothy, yeah, because it used to be Bennehy bike bothy, it's um, Pitficky bike bothy and uh, Lagan as well. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a set of birds at Glencoe as well now. Oh, right. um, okay. Demo Fleet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just great to see them around, but quality. I think birds. that's quite good. Uh, you know, that authenticity thing again is where you bought your own bike first, you quite yeah. liked it, <clears throat> and then went and said, I quite like this. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, um, that's good because I, I basically affiliate you with them now if that's the right word I'm yeah. like yeah that, that's what it is I mean you see it on the front of every video and what have yeah. you you know it's it just it, it's good I think it's important for people to hear that that when they're maybe um, they haven't been following you for long and you see all these you know sponsors slash supporters yep. that, that, that <clears throat> they're not cynical sort of they're not paying you a thousand pound to use their bike wash they're giving no. you bike wash some of them and then you might get more support from a bike company where the, your capital outlay F- f- to offer the help to them would be too much for just just to bear, yeah, you know, yeah. as a, as a favor or as or as a thing to elevate your ego or your challenge, or the the challenges you face with your channel and yeah. what have you. So that's 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 really good. I think that's useful for for people to hear because having done a lot in club riding and sponsorship and stuff mm-hmm. like that, when when I was back in retail, you write the letters come in, and they oh, don't they don't they, they 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 don't know how to write them and they don't know how to justify their their um their um or, or quantify their their desires yeah yeah there isn't money for that kind of stuff now no. so um when people have got that I, th- I think there needs to be an air of authenticity and an air of um yeah just just that honest honesty you know you've uh, I, I just think of bird every time i see a bird i think yeah, that's yeah. the same bike as jamie <laughs> rides it's just you know it's, but i think uh, you have to be I mean, as, a, as an actual human i mean that when people aren't authentic that actually winds me up so i, I was always from the start i was like i'm not going to go down that route because it's just you know the sickest products the gnarliest trails all those type of things that filter into what we do I can't. I actually can't stand it. So it would be. It wouldn't be correct of me to then go down that route. Well, that sh- that shines through in your channel, and I think I think that's why your subscribers are up there and your engagements up there, and it's why I think we differentiated you and, and the awards with greatest respect to the other nominees is is that that's 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 why you're there. I mean, I I. Are you a friend of mine? I've done some videos with you before, but I, I still watch your channel. I can't watch everyone, but I still watch <laughs> yeah, your channel. Yeah, thanks, man. It's because it's you know it's something something different, and I like this. You're not too bad with clickbait. I've seen a couple I'm, of lapses. Yeah, I'm not too bad. There was a, there was a I tell you what, there was a few lapses at the start of 2022, <laughs> but that's because that's where YouTube was going. Yeah. There was this point in in sort of late 2021, early 2022, when it seemed if you didn't put clickbait, it just yeah. didn't get viewed. But then the problem is. Every creator then went clickbait to the point where I think everyone just became numb to it. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, when you think about it logically, I mean, you just you can't ride the gnarliest trail ever every week, right? Because is it genuinely the gnarliest trail ever? <laughs> Are you really just you've, you've had that that much luck that every single week now for eighteen months? The trail you found is just a wee bit gnarlier. I, I somebody had joked joked with me about that as like you went through a. Is this the stage? Yes. Is this the gnarliest trail in Scotland? Is this the gnarliest? <laughs> is this the best? And I was like, I remember yep. looking at it thinking, Jamie, we need to talk. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> did I survive? I haven't done that yet, but I always, that's one of my no, favourite titles because I always thought, that's well, right. yeah, you, must, you must have made it to the edit. Yeah, at least. You got it to the editing suite, yeah. <laughs> did I survive? That would be interesting. Yeah, somebody else presenting the video and go, no. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a video I'd be interested in watching. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, that, that, that's that's um, it's it, so it's been it's been peaks and troughs, but I mean oh, yeah, what, what has sure. been really really good is is the authenticity is a linear feature through that 
you know, um, you know how much of yourself you choose to ex- expose, sort of, you know, from a skill point of view and ego, emotionally, like just relatably, it goes up and down with depending on what the activity you're doing, I, I guess. Yeah. But it, it, but it's it's right there and it runs like a river through it. So no, I appreciate um, that. And it's it's, I I um yeah I, I like it. I think I think it's the way to go. And I'm getting older as well, so this isn't a reflection on your content. But I'm less looking at the gnarly trails and what have you is, it, now as well. I just I I, yeah. I like to see people enjoying what they're doing mm. and people are never so authentic as when they're doing that yeah for sure the, you're just ne- you're never more honest never more authentic than when you when you're absolutely in the throes of doing something yep. you're absolutely love at the pinnacle of that 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 sharp end it's you know i love mountain biking i love mountain biking here i love mountain biking in this trail the weather's good i'm with good people and that funnel funnel yeah, funnel, yeah. funnel funnel and i think that's i think that's what comes across it's always um, well, two words, actually. I need to, um, Not holy banjango, is it? Holy banjango. <laughs> so that for me is still the ultimate expression of holy shit. What am I doing? Where am I? Who am I with? What are we doing? That that for me, and and um, so this is the score gooey video that Jamie and I did. We were on a piece of single track and. It was so steep, and it was and it it was beautiful, and and I, I don't think Jamie will mind me saying it. he had a bit of a moment, like you know, it was we were out there, and he, and he hasn't hadn't at that time rode, rode a lot of big mountains, and we just he just come out in the video, just holy banjango, and like the comments, oh, on I mean, YouTube were great, and I that mean, that for me is like that, it's like that involuntary sort yeah. of. Oh, I mean, there's a bit of pressure there for me. And some religious people talk about this, don't they speak it in tongues? I sometimes yes, feel yeah, that. Yeah. But the, so the problem is, um, I said at the start of this, I work in education. So I'm obviously I work in a primary school. Mm-hmm. So I am, I, I am consciously very careful about the language. But, you know, if you're an adult, you probably have swearing in your repertoire, <laughs> as I do. And quite often, you know, I'll be riding down a trail. And just, just my default is to say something that I probably wouldn't want a primary school child to hear, which is understandable. So there's something happens in my head which goes, oh, there's a swear coming, <laughs> say something. And that's what happened with Holy Banjango. Yeah. Now, the downside of that, Alan, was um, I remember laughing at that because a few people had commented, they're like, you've got to get like, a, this is your merch, get your merch with Holy Banjango. Yeah. So there's quite a good joke about that. I then, um, I, I thought, well, do you know what? I'm going to look into this. So I typed Banjango in, into the Urban Dictionary. Oh. Mm. Can we? Well... Uh, I mean, well, listeners, you can go and look that up. Uh, lady parts rhymes with granny. All right, okay. That's pretty much apparently right. what it means. Well, I've got to, I've got to defend Jamie here. Is that was a that, that was I a did, totally new word to him. New on word. The day. In my brain, banjango was invented. Right. Okay. It was a bit like a, a Rob Warner Holy Toledo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess well, this, this is much. <laughs> We can park the t-shirts for now. Yeah. I, I, I guess, yeah. It was it was funny, and it um, yeah for me for me it'll live forever. Yeah, yeah but that's I mean that's I mean going back to those rides that you were right actually. Uh, I think you're talking about how long will I keep going. I, I'm hoping to keep going as long as there's like adventures like that, and and I think what will be really nice if I, if I do live another few decades, hope I will. You never know. But um, looking back, it'll be interesting to see how those types of riding changes over time. So I think it will. I think I, I will probably feel less inclined as I get older to just find a gnarly trail to chuck myself down. And I think for me, it's becoming more about just the, the sort of the, the wider experiences. Um, 
so it'd be interesting to see how that develops over time and, and looking back on those videos over time and seeing how that develops it's it's it's, it's cool yeah yeah no it's, it's it's nice to have a it's nice to have a, a body of work yeah to look back you know and i'm talking like you, you can look right up at david bowie body of work to look back on <laughs> yeah yeah street pigeon jamie wallace body of work. it's all yeah. it's all relative it's all your oh, is he the guy that did that fox pants video <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go we're, ta- we're talking about jamie not david bowie <laughs> So, um, quick fire, okay. obvious one. Favorite trail? I'll give you three. Oh, you've got to do it within sixty seconds, though. That's that's mean. Right. Oh, so. Tweet, oh man, right. hold on. No, that's right. <laughs> hold on. But you can probably edit this bit. I'll tell you why that. Part of what makes that difficult is. You ask me at any point in a given day and how I'm feeling. That would probably change. Let me. So, right. Edit this in 60 seconds, Alan. Right. I'm th- 2022, should we say? Favourite trail of the right. year? Go for it, yep. Right. Got to be a shout out to Baz's Barms at Glenlivet. Okay. Blue trail. But the reason that is so good is because that to me is, that's mountain biking. That has got to be one of the most inclusive trails ever. Because my son could get down that with a smile. Um, I expect Lewis Buchanan could get down that with a smile. It's just that he would be trebling the things that we are <laughs> yeah. pumping through and that i mean so i think that's crc trails at the yeah, moment who are crc, building all that yeah. stuff and they are doing such a good job man their trails are unreal they're prolific so, right, aren't they? yeah. that's got to be one of them uh, baz's berms right oh my goodness your first answer is that's not a fair question and what have you that's the answer that i would have probably mm. given as well because I, I agree with you. It is about the day. It's about the company. It's about the time. Right. I've remembered another one. <laughs> okay. Do you know when you start to think back? Because I'm trying to piece together my last year. We went up to um, Pitficky with, with Clark and he took us to a hill called Millstone Hill. And I can't even remember the name of this trail. That's really annoying. But Alan, it was this sort of um, just, just these open slabs of rock, super steep super grippy but you know so steep that actually you couldn't break with the rear all your braking yeah, had to yeah. be on the front of this tire and you could you, you know you physically pulling the Feel lever the so back hard out, and yeah. you're like I, I didn't know i could pull a front brake that hard and not have a massive accident so that's that's the second one and third one i'll leave it open it's so go. tricky yeah it is so it's not tricky. it's not a fair question you're right but everybody wants to know a couple of people asked me to ask you so there you go so um <laughs> so here's another one mm-hmm. so let's take um quick fire is hard alan this yeah, is yeah. A, this should have been i hope you're gonna put some sort of jingly music over this <laughs> like some drum and bass <laughs> um so mm-hmm. video if you had to point somebody, let's take Stuka Croin as, as oh, a given because yeah. let's, um, you know, um, so if you had to point somebody to a video to give you, to give them the best example or, or enthuse them to look further into your channel, which one is, would, would it be? So the one, the, the, the videos I did in Spain, now they didn't get the highest views because actually a lot of my viewers want to see Scottish trails, which is totally understandable. But I feel like those videos as a sort of set of like a story were some of the best videos I've done in terms of just the edit. The only thing, you know, it's funny, the, the only thing, if I could go back and add one thing, I wish I'd had a drone at that point to capture some of that scenery because it was just, you know, for me, it was the first ever time riding abroad, Alan. And 
as, a, as, a, as an experience for me, it's like one that will just sort of stay with me forever. It was amazing. So tell people where that was in Spain. It was uh, Ainsa, a region called Ainsa. So there's a, there's a, I suppose a trail network out there called Zona Zero. Um, so it covers a pretty large area. I don't know exactly the size, the, the size of the area, but effectively what this is, is, and I think it's like probably a lot of riding in that part of Spain is there's low, very rural area. So there's, there's thousands of effectively like shepherding tracks and just, just tracks that people would have walked to, to get to, um, different villages. So what you get is this kind of hybrid of, of, of what I'd call a sort of hybrid of like Scottish mountains and trails because it's rough, it's loose, it's got that element that you find in the mountains, you know, it's not as, as curated and manicured, but they are still feel like trails. So overall, so you know, you're, you're riding this, we were out with a, a company called Basque MTB who did this incredible tour, but just that sort of six days of riding blind trail after blind trail in a in a in a landscape that I'd never ridden before and having all that yeah just the like I say the sort of the vulnerability you get out in the mountain because actually you don't know what's going to be around the corner and you can't be sure that you can just rail it really fast because actually it just gets dangerous and irresponsible so to have all of that and the fatigue and the journey that was incredible and, and I do I'm really fond of those edits like I look back and I'm like yeah, I feel like they told the story pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, again, yeah. It's, it's the inverse rule because I absolutely love those edits and they didn't do that well. <laughs> favourite Scottish video? Oh, it's because you chose a favourite outside of um, Scotland. Yeah, favourite Scottish video? It's hard, you know, I've got 136 videos now. Is that right? That's right, so that's where it kind of gets... Um, um, difficult to put them all. I mean, the Scorgui one, actually. I'm not just saying that because you were here. That was, that was pretty special. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, that if, if folks hadn't seen it, um, Alan took us to Scorgui and we went up to Scorgui, but the descent we took down was not the, was not the usual descent from Scorgui. In fact, we sort of traversed over to almost like another hill and went down what, what I'd almost class as like a hidden valley, hidden in so far as I don't imagine many people go there. And the reason I probably think of that is I was, I was reflecting this the other day. I'm not sure that trail would even be rideable now because when we went and rode it, you know, we had all these little sort of like saplings were starting to like jump up at the side of the trail. Um, and it was, it was passable, but there was stuff starting to encroach. But I mean, this, you know, I'll, I'll encourage people to go and watch the video of Scorgui, but this, that particular bit of trail was, it's like nothing I've ever ridden in Scotland before. It was a, it was a, it was a quite hot day. You were, you were down these like narrow single track, these little sort of saplings all growing up and just the visually, it was stunning, wasn't it? And yeah, it was something else. Yeah, and that, and that, and that's what I was thinking. I mean, like I said, I don't even know if that'll still be that rideable. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like something that I may not be able to ride again, unless somebody's gone up and is actually clearing space for bikes to get down. That was a pretty incredible day, wasn't it? It was. It was cool. Yeah, it was a long day, but it was. Uh, yeah, it mm. was. It was definitely one to remember. So, where are we? Hour and a quarter. Grapes. There you go. Yeah, we got. So um, we can both talk. Here's a question. Oh no. Drunken night in Torridon. Now I've heard this story, so you can embellish it as much as you like. You can use the accent if you like. Oh no. <laughs> Why street pigeon? Oh, right. <laughs> do you see my anxiety going up? <laughs> I think I'm going to do accents, but what I must say at this point is these, these accents, I'm just going to base it on any accents I know, and primarily the only accent I know is Borat. <laughs> okay. 
but um and it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, because you know, if anyone that's tuned into this point, it, it is by and large a fairly underwhelming story because <laughs> it's one of those classic stories. A lot of them are good because you had to be there. But, it, um, no pun, but you do need the sort of accent and the pigeon, yeah, the pigeon English. But effectively, <laughs> yeah, effectively, you know, we're up in Torridon and, and Torridon's just an amazing place. And, and if you've ever ridden in Torridon, just, there's just the, the hype of Torridon. But the pitfall that I think most, well, the pitfall that I fell into, but I suspect a lot of people do, is when you get to Torridon, you maybe stay in the youth hostel, I think that's pretty common, and you get to 8 o'clock tonight and you think, what am I going to do? Because <laughs> there's nothing to do in Torridon. There. <laughs> so there's a pub in Torridon, I think it might even be called the Torridon Inn or something. It's, there it, is a Torridon Inn. I, believe, I think yeah. that probably is it, which is about a two kilometre walk anyway, so you tend to go to the pub. And with a lot of these things, just the excitement of being away with the boys, the excitement of riding the next day, sometimes the beers flow a wee bit. So we were having a bit of a sesh and you know, you know that stage where you could just know that the dinner tables got very noisy and everyone thinks they're incredibly <laughs> funny and, and everything you say seems to be amusing. So, and I'm sure that's not because of the content, I'm sure it's pretty much because of the alcohol. <laughs> but anyway, we were, we, were, we were in a bit of a, a silly mood and we're all having a bit of fun. And behind us, there was um, some some tourists had had come to to visit, and um, we were observing an interaction between uh, the tourists and the member of staff that was was working there. Now, for 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 certain reasons, there was some communication issues that were happening between the the, the waiter and the couple. So the couple had, had settled obviously on a dish. They were they were ready to choose, and they'd been interested by the game pie. And they were trying to, <laughs> they were trying to discern the contents of the game pie. So, and again, I'm just making up accents, folks. Who knows what they really sound like? So the couple were like, "Can you tell me what is uh, what is uh, in this game pie? Is uh, this uh, you talk about rabbit?" And the waiter would go, "Yes, a rabbit. It um, small, fairy, brown, it bouncy, bouncy on the hill. You see, have the ears." <laughs> And and so, but but they're understanding, and these are of course going. Is the 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 deer the deer? And she goes, yes, you have four legs, big like a cow, but it has spiky spiky <laughs> head head, like oh yeah. So it's going on, and they get to the point where they say, and what is this? It's a, it's a wood pigeon. Wood pigeon you talk about? Like yes, uh, you have been to city. You've been on the bus. The dirty bird, the street pigeon. <laughs> so at this point, we'd watch this interaction, then suddenly the visualization of this fantastic game pie with all these sort of natural wildlife. <laughs> and within this pie, this skanky <laughs> pigeon that had been dragged off some sort of polluted Glasgow street and stuck in a pie. And at that point, the table just absolutely erupted over the street pigeon. And it, we didn't think much more after it, but we, we came to the, the Torridon in the next night to have some dinner. And we went to sit at the same table and we very quickly got ushered into a different room. <laughs> so that probably tells you about what sort of a state we were in. But um, that is actually the story behind Street Pigeon. And it was born. It was born. There you go. Street Pigeon Racing, then Street Pigeon MTB. Cool. There you go. Well, that, that's an hour and 20 minutes almost, mate. And we did set out just to say, we'll throw this at the wall and see him a half an hour. 
um, that'd be great. But yeah, that, that, that's been amazing. Listen, thanks for, for thanks for coming along and and, and doing this. Is um, where can people find you? Obviously, you know you got you got all the Facebooks and all the Instagrams. Yeah, so, so Street Pigeon on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, but less so Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, all all of them really. Cool. So Street Pigeon MTB, I'll say it for you. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, thanks very much. No, thank you. Really enjoyed it. Cheers, Cheers well. All right, so that was that, the first Ravens Outdoor podcast. Thanks for listening. So if you enjoyed that and you want to hear a bit more like that, then like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Always worth checking the show notes on your podcast app as well, just to see if there's any references or sponsors or offers or citations that we've been talking about during the conversations too. And I think I'll leave this one here. So um, lastly, actually, if you've got any feedback on the podcast, whether it's the guest, content, the audio quality, anything you think I could be doing better, and of course anybody you think uh, might be interesting to talk to, I would be more than glad to try and make that happen. Also, if you think you'd make a good guest on the podcast, give me a shout. Once again, thanks for listening.